Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. Now we are here for another one of our season previews for the NFL and this time it's a turn of the Detroit Lions. And with me we have uh, a Lions fan who you may well know from your TV screens as well as being a well-known uh, British actor, British comedian. I have with me Marek Larwood. How are you Marek? Very well, thank you. It is a pleasure to be on the show talking about the least popular sports team maybe in the UK. I reckon you'll probably get about five, five <laughs> listeners. I, I, don't know, I think the Lions have become, especially since Dan Campbell took over, I think they've become everyone's um, sort of, not second team, but everyone's sort of grown a star spot for them. But I think that was, you know, they were quite likeable last year. I think everyone was sort of rooting for them to win a game. I, I think they're quite likeable these days. I think... I don't know whether Eminem's got part to play with any UK fans, but I'm sure that's got something to do with it. Any hardcore Eminem fans may well take to Detroit because of Eminem, maybe, would you say? And, and Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Yeah, maybe him, maybe him. And maybe you, maybe you as well. Maybe they've seen your line down and gone, I'll follow in his footsteps. Yeah, I don't think, don't think I'm that influential, I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. And everyone's second favorite, they feel sorry for the Lions. <laughs> they really, if they were good, they, people wouldn't root for them. It's like the Browns used to be everyone sort of, the Lions and the Browns are bad. And now the, when the Browns got a bit better, you thought, oh, they're not as nice anymore. I don't really like them as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, and with the stuff that's happened this off-season, I think they've become even more unlikable, if I'm honest. Um, anyway, let's not get into that bleak stuff at the start of the sport. Yeah. Start of the podcast, rather. Yeah, because I think it's um, obviously nothing's been proven yet. So we like we like to announce that it's alleged rather than confirmed. But um, but we like to ask every new guest on the podcast why they're a fan of the team they are. So you're of course a Lions fan. So Marek, what made you a Lions fan? Many moons ago, back in the 1980s, before you were born, when American football was on Channel Four with Mick Luckhurst, the ex-Atlanta Falcons kicker presenting. And it was on a Sunday night. I think all the footage was a week old. <laughs> <laughs> so you're watching it. I started watching it and my brother got an American football annual. Uh, and they were brilliant. Then every year, I can't remember how we made them. And they follow week by week. And you read them all the synopsis of the games. They have all the tables. So it was like following along with it. And I sort of went, through, I flicked through different teams that I thought quite like the Colts. And then I thought, oh, do I like the Cowboys? Do I like the Dolphins? Because you're going to get, you can only get basically Cowboys, Dolphins, Redskins or Raiders shirts or Bears shirts back then. Or 49ers, yeah. No one else. They're the only ones available. And eventually I, I thought, oh, do you know, I like the colours of the Detroit Lions. And I saw Barry Sanders play in a highlights reel and I thought do you know what I'm going to support the Detroit Lions so it must have been around 1988 I picked them as my team I used to go into my parents bedroom at night and when other kids are phoning um sex lines I was phoning the Detroit Lions the NFL scores hotline <laughs> on a Sunday evening to try and sneak in on the phone, one of those old wind phones to find out what the Detroit Lions score was. I'd have to look it up on teletext the next morning. And I sort of followed, oh, <laughs> so I followed them. I was really um, into, uh, into them. And then I sort of fell out of it. I got into basketball when I was about 16, 17. 
and didn't really follow American football at all. So um, it was just basically many years in the abyss for Detroit. So it didn't really make any difference. And then I did Nat Coombs, who did comedy uh, with me when we started out. And he started off his Americanage podcast. Must be around 2009, 2009, something like that. And I went on as a guest and I thought, I don't know anything about American football now. So I started watching it again. And I got into it basically at pretty much at the start of Matthew Stafford's career. So that was when I got back into it. And then I think I've pretty much, apart from his some of his first season, I've seen all the Detroit Lions games except about two or three. So yeah, since then. Yeah, if only you knew how much pa- how many years of pain is gonna bring you when you chose the Lions yeah. back in the eighties. <laughs> Just absolutely depressing the, the, probably the, <laughs> over that period the worst team in sport i would say were absolute worst team in sport yeah i i think they got the longest active streak now without an nfl playoff win and they haven't won a championship since before Super Bowl 50, 57 wow. 1957 and they last won the playoff game i think we beat the cowboys or something back mm-hmm. in 93 or 91 that when sounds about right yeah yeah yeah, no, it's um, but I I do think that there is some direction going with the team. I think Brad Holmes seems like he's all right, general manager in the first year, he's done an all right job. So I think we'll see on that one. Um, but in terms of as an NFL fan, how do your NFL Sundays look? Are you a Game Pass man? Are you a Sky Sports man? Are you a watch one screen lines, watch one screen red zone or Sky Sports? How do you normally watch your NFLs on a Sunday? Well, first of all, I wash, I hose everything down, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I watch it on red zone, and I have well, I have the Lions game on on the main screen, and red zone on the other screen, and flick them, flick between those two. Yeah, I do the exact same with the Dolphins. Um, just completely, just back and forth like a tennis match between both screens, and just hoping that you know we do something good. But um, but yeah. I think definitely since getting Game Pass, I've never looked back really. I've just been like you know, watching every game rather than just watching a red zone, watching the two screens. It's just if you're, Do you, you find just, that you become it's odd because you become an expert on your team mm. and you just see the highlights of other teams. So it's not unless you play them yeah. or you watch the playoffs and you really get to know them. Yeah, I mean also I've watched it for years now and I do watch obviously Red Zone, it's only been the last year where I've watched it purely both screens, whereas before it was always Sky or Red Zone. Um, but I do tend to just flick through both. I remember actually once this, this year, actually, I, um, I, I, I was on a flight and I went to Milan or Italy for the weekend. I was in Milan and I missed the Sunday games because I was at a uh, 80 Milan Inter Milan game. And um, I remember then I sort of had on the flight home, I recorded, I had all the all the games, so I think it was from 9pm onwards, had all the games on um, downloads on Game Pass to watch on the flight. So I watched all the games in 40 minutes throughout the whole duration of my flight home. So that was, that was quite fun. That's been the one time where I've watched all the games in that much detail. But normally it is a case of you're flicking between both screens because Redstone doesn't even show you the, the full game. It only shows you the best bit. So um, mm. it is it's interesting because you don't, Obviously, when you watch the playoffs, it's purely that one game. Whereas it is interesting with the with the red zone, and you don't actually get the full game. You only get you you, you probably, probably miss absolutely you miss all the, you obviously see all the good bits, but you don't get to see. You never see the fifty yard line. 
No, no, no. Until we get never. to the playoffs. No, apart from the kicks at the end, maybe, but apart from that, you never saw like an amazing touchdown pass. You never see the halfway line, do you? It's incredible, really. And um, yeah, so that is, I think Red Zone's an absolute dream. The Red Zone's just is the best thing on British TV, you could argue, on that time of year. Forget Strictly Come Dancing, forget X Factor, I'm a Celebrity. The best thing on Sundays is, without a doubt, Red Zone. If you're an American football fan. <laughs> but I think, I do think when it's great, the last. The actual mechanics of the American football game mm. work so well for that tension for the last drive. If it's a, if it's you know one score drive, it's just very exciting to watch. They've got that right, definitely. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things about American football, especially is that at the end of games, are just most nine times out of ten, they are just amazing till the end entertainment, and especially when you see Reds in as well when they got like three or four games on at once, all going towards the end. It's just you can't beat it, really. You can't beat it on a Sunday. Um, right. Oh, heroin. Tro- her- heroin. <laughs> we, don't, we don't condone that on the podcast. <laughs> but maybe, fan, maybe it's needed as a Lions fan. Maybe maybe it's well needed if you're watching Lions for 20 years. Maybe I can see why you would well, go down that route. <laughs> there we go. That could be an excuse for you to start. <laughs> or if you're, if you're a Jags fan, Journey Urban Meyer, period. Yes. <laughs> oh, we talked about heroin addiction. We've talked about sex offenders. <laughs> not even got into the first five minutes yet. <laughs> well, let's get into the lines. Um, turn to the off season. The main out really has been Trey Flowers. The main ins include DJ Chark, Mike Hughes, uh, Devin Funches, and Deshaun Elliott. Resigned Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, Charles Harris, and then the draft itself. Second overall pick spent on Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan. 12th overall pick came from Jameson Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. And then you also uh, brought in Josh Pascal, 46th overall. So, Marek, what's your thoughts been on the uh, Lions' uh, off-season so far? Well, it's, this is all part of a three-year rebuilding thing. So the first year was a free pass, basically. And obviously, we didn't win any games until, I think, week 11 or something like that. We're three and 14. I can't remember what it was. We won three out of the last six but we were still competitive, but this is sort of the second year, the rebuild. And what they're trying to do is not, they're trying to manage that whole salary cap. Well, so they're not bringing in any veterans this year, really any big salary cap veterans, because this is still, I think year two. And they're, they're sort of not anticipating getting in the playoffs this year. Although I think they might, because the NFC is so weak. So they just basically picked up DJ Chark, which was great because our wide receivers, um, <clears throat> we probably had the worst wide receiver unit last at the start of last year. We drafted Amon Ra, um, St. Brown, who was just inc- incredible, had an incredible um, second half of the season as a slot receiver. And DJ Chark, sort of a bigger receiver um, to pair with him. And also we picked up Josh Reynolds last, who would was at the Rams before with Derek Goff, or we picked him up from Tennessee Titans on waivers last year. So we've got three receivers we didn't have. And suddenly that wide receiving unit is looking great with, with our other first round draft pick, Jameson Williams, if he's as good as they say he is, if his injury problems get in the way, who knows? But suddenly we've got great wide receiving unit. And I think, um, <coughs> excuse me, the big problem is that basically on defense of linebackers, uh, we've got Aiden Hutchinson in. The secondary has always been a bit weak. We had they 
Jeff Akuda might be the biggest bust. <laughs> he was pick number three two yeah. years ago. I don't know if he's going to be. He was injured last year. His first year, he was awful, really awful. And I think he's got to prove himself this year. So I think there's some spots in the defense that will be addressed next year. But I mean, the biggest question is at quarterback, really, and the whole Jared Goff thing. Yeah, and that actually brings you on nicely to one of my first questions. Was Jared Goff? I mean, he came in with that trade from Matt Stafford and everyone knows what he did on the other side of the coin. But in terms of Jared Goff, he didn't have the best first year. I mean, he seemed to get worse every year since ever since that year when he got to Super Bowl where he had that terrible game against New England. He just seems to have gone further and further downhill. Um, do you think he can be the guy or do you think he's on borrowed time at the Lions? Well, I think he'll be... In, I think he's obviously learned he came in and it takes a while to learn the playbook and to develop any chemistry with receivers. And he did have a terrible receiving unit. And the back at the back end of the year, he was a lot better. The problem is I've just been spoiled because I've probably watched every, almost every single Matthew Stafford game. And I think I all, everyone, even when people were slagging off Matthew Stafford, I've just thought I've seen, I know Matthew Stafford. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's, you know, he's literally, his whole attitude lifts the team. And it would basically, as soon as we, he got injured or left, the, we had like a, had a backup quarterback in like David Blau or anyone we've had for, for over the years, the team would absolutely collapse. He was just whole, carrying the whole team, apart from the Calvin Johnson years, but the, well, there's two of them, but they're carrying the whole team on their backs. And he's just irreplaceable. I mean, when do you get a player like that? I don't think there are many better quarterbacks. In you know, Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes, I mean Russell Wilson. I rate as as well. Josh Allen, who I didn't think was very good, now looks amazing. <coughs> and and of course, um, uh, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. I can't say his name, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a few who are up there with him. But I still, I think Matthew Stafford. Stuff is top five for me. Really? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. He can make any throw. He can make any throw. Yeah. In, in, and who can do that? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Um, well, and I really like Justin Herbert as well. Mm. Um, and Joe Burrow I also think it's good. But Stafford's incredible. I've watched him just do occasionally he'll just do a quite gunslingy thing and throw an interception. That's his one thing. But Jared Goff, watching him all of last season, I just didn't enjoy watching the Lions play. Even though Dan Campbell's there, I don't enjoy watching Jared Goff. You never feel as though he's going to do something spectacular. You're always surprised if he makes the amazing throw. Mm. And he would just miss part. I wasn't used to seeing someone just miss. You know, just you know, you've had that probably not so much really at Miami, but you know, when they just go, What? We just missed a sort of 10 yard pass, and it would happen a few times at the start. I think this is just not just shonk, shonky play, and he's not really got any charisma. I've seen interviews him, he's a bit like sort of the dullest robot. I don't think he can inspire the team, but I still think he's good enough, he's a good enough serviceable serviceable quarterback but where'd you get that replacement from Matthew Stafford 
I mean, you can, you can try the draft, but then that's no guarantee. I mean, if say if golf has a bad year this year, you know, what would you do next off season? Would you try and draft for quarterback? Would you try and get one in free agency? How would you approach it next year if if he has another bad year? Well, the problem is, is you're, if it's a third year of the rebuild, you don't want to bring in a sort of, you don't want to bring in a first, you know, a rookie quarterback. It's because they're never any great in in their first year, or very rarely. I mean, I'd say Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are the exceptions in recent times, and maybe Mahomes. But Mahomes sat for a year before he started playing. And um, we look at Josh Allen's improvement from the first year to the second year; it's just huge. So who'd you go for? And also, I think there's so many bad teams at the moment that Detroit aren't going to be picking in the top five. I don't think top six or seven next year because they've, they've improved too much. I think Dan Walker's inspired this team. The NFC so weak, probably the weakest ever. I'd say it's been the NFC. So you could even sneak into the play. A bad team you're going to sneak, or an average team you're going to sneak into the playoffs in that sixth or seventh spot easily. And that could easily be Detroit this year. Um, well, it could be any any one of any number of teams. So then you think, well, how are you going to get a decent quarterback outside you know, the first two? Is it CJ Stroud? I think it's one of them. There's two, I think, they're saying they're really good. I've not actually looked at the college game in Chelsea. I, t- I tend to, not, I don't even watch much college football, if I'm honest. I tend to only watch the rate, the occasional Gators game. Um, see, college football. Yeah, so there's, there's two, I think, who are supposed to be really good next year. And they're going to go, in the, they'll go, in the, of course, they'll go in the top two picks, unless Detroit can use their Stafford pick and trade up. But. Yeah, I mean, Amazingly, there's mock drafts already coming out for next year. Um, a guy called Will Levis from Kentucky has been actually been called to this mock draft. Um, states to go to the Lions, uh, and there's a callback here CJ Stroud, Ohio State's on there, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Uh, who else is there? I see through the main, the main guys I can see on this mock draft are those three. So, um, so yeah, I think you or even you could just have. Even someone like Jimmy Garoppolo in for two or three more years, and then maybe. Yeah, but they... Jimmy Garoppolo's not. He's the same as Goff in my book. Mm. I don't yeah. think. That, I don't. I think you just need to get. Uh, the, the Broncos have done brilliantly getting Russell Wilson. I mean, and the Rams, they got Stafford. They knew that that they were just a decent quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl, and they'll be there again. This year, I think, because the, the, the team, the team NFC is so bad and they're so strong. So I think you have to try and go on free, free agency, but I don't know <laughs> who will be available next year. I think they've all, everyone's signed up for non-contracts, aren't they? Yeah, and I mean, who would want to go to Detroit? That is true. It's not the most, the biggest marketplace, is it, at the moment? Um, maybe Arch Manning in four years' time, if he, um, if, you know, if it gets bad in four years' time, just... Tank for tank for Manning and just hope he's as yeah. Then it's just then it's just redoing doing it all again, isn't it? It's just doing the whole process again. Mm. It's that awful bit of just being good enough to be. My friend's a Bills fan, and before they got Josh Allen, they were just middle of the every year. They just do enough to get about the tenth pick, so never really get anyone Mm. the quarterback who would solve their problems. 
So, I mean, yes, I'm I'm worried about the Jared Goff situation, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing, look at Indianapolis, they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck straight away in the start, and even Green Bay from the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, some teams just seem to get it completely right when it comes to the quarterback. They all seem to get a lucky break, like Aaron Rodgers falling down or... You know, injury to Peyton Manning and they had a bad year, they fully tanked for it. So I think some teams can get lucky, but most of the time you're right. If you're, you know, if you win seven, eight, eight wins, even even Miami for years, we always got with yes, six, seven, eight wins, especially under Adam Gase. And um we would get no one anywhere near, like good enough. I mean, we won five wins and got two, but before that, we never really were even close to getting one of the top college quarterbacks. So I think, yeah, it's just, the only problem is it would be middle of the road. You're never really good enough to get that to play off and never good never bad enough to go and get a good yeah game. yeah yeah but and of course you mentioned golf's like a robot you'll see him this year on on hard knocks detroit lions are the team that are going to be on the hard knocks, which would be really good i think with dan campbell especially there i think that's going to be an amazing watch what are your thoughts on that are you looking forward to um seeing the lions on hard knocks i have never watched hard knocks really i don't know if i will because i'm just this might sound bad. I'm just not interested in hearing American football players talk <laughs> when they're mic'd up. You know, I've got, I'm 46 years old. I don't want to listen to some 25 year old jocks just talking. Even when they're mic'd up, it's like, yeah, go. They just don't, there's barely human what they say. It's just shouting, go, I love you, man. They say that for you. I love you, man. Let's do this. Start swaying each other. And, that, and that's it. I mean, it's not. What's the point in playing that? All right. It's just, it's just some bloke shouting. It's not, not entertaining. I've watched it, but hard knocks. I mean, I'm just not. I, I get put off by that side of American football. I don't care about all the dressing room, stupid converse speeches and all that stuff. It's, it's all bollocks. I don't care about all the sort of praying to God business and it's just nonsense if i want to listen to someone talk i'll go and listen to an author or someone who was articulate not american football players i'm quite happy for them watch them get smashed their heads up against each other and play the sport i don't want to ever listen to them talk it's like when you see them all in their massive suits doing their game in mid halftime talks and all the nfl talk. it's just it's you've got to say to yourself Oh, right. I know people, <laughs> this is how talking about American football. People say, do I want to actually listen to people talk about sport or just watch the sport? So I'm saying to the listeners, turn off this podcast. If you're still listening, <laughs> turn off this podcast immediately <laughs> and, and listen to the sport. My opinions have no value whatsoever. <laughs> Just a bald man <laughs> who's turned into a recluse, sitting in his room, watching it on a Sunday night. You're listening to what he has to say. <laughs> there we go. That's my speech on <laughs> on the whole of sport. That was great. Yeah, that was great. That was um. If you are listening, still with us after that speech. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Um, I'm I'm all for Mike Depp and all that. I I love things like Football Life, America's Game, 
you know. Oh, I, really? I that. Yeah, I, I live for, I, especially, especially America's game, no, football life, I'd say, uh, because uh, America's game just gets me jealous that it's not my own team winning it. But a football, what a football is America's life, game? I don't even know what it is. It's like a, it, 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 it's like a documentary each year on the Super Bowl winners. They had one, obviously, this year will be on the Rams, and they'll have like three, four, maybe four players or coaches that speak about they they go through like the whole season week by week and they sort of go through their emotions and all, all that stuff. So um yeah it's good I recommend it. Obviously there's no lying sadly but a football life is good. They go through I think normally now if players who are in the Hall of Fame they'll go through their their NFL career. So the actually is a good one. Barry Sanders is a good one there. There's a good mm-hmm. one with um Calvin Johnson you might like as well. But that is it I think since the Lions players. Um yeah that's our decent players from the last thirty years. I don't know if there's one with the old one quarterback from years ago, the one that apparently set that curse on Detroit. I forgot his name. The one who drank a lot. Um, I oh, yes. What's his name? He went, who was with us for ages. Bobby Lane, Lane, is it? Bobby Lane? Yes, yeah, Bobby Lane. That's right. Yeah. I don't know whether he has one, but um, I imagine that would be good if there was. Um, there might be Dick Night Train Lane as well, the famous um, quarterback, cornerback. Oh, I don't think I've heard of him. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And also the... Um, Oh, what's his name? Who was our linebacker? Who was great? Who always commentates on um, stuff? Uh, his name's escaped my mind. Are you, have you read Paper Lion? No, no. Um, it's about when a reporter, this is back in the f- early 60s, he joins a team for the preseason and writes about his experiences playing with all the players and going to pre-season camp. You should okay. read that. It's quite a famous American football book. Is it recent years, or is it like something from years ago? No, from the 60s. Oh, wow, okay. That was quite good. I think, yeah, people like Bart Starr and uh, people, it'd be amazing to see that kind of stuff. Like, see, because we don't really, obviously, sadly, most of the players are probably dead, but it'd be interesting just to, you know, just to read what it's like to play um, they played the sport back. I mean, my, my great aunt played Canadian football in like the in the fifties. I think she was like a oh, wow. defensive lineman. I've never once because she's never. I haven't seen her for years, but I would love to sit down with her and just really just um, you know. Sadly, she's not technology savvy. So if I if I see her when I see her next, um, if I see her anytime soon, I think I will get her thoughts on that because it just it's interesting what it's like to actually hear from someone in the flesh, like what it's like to be, you know. Uh, actually play the sport properly yeah exactly well we've only got seven minutes 19 seconds left of this zoom meeting right so let's should we get the, the... Um, yeah let's get on to the um record predictor so we'll fly through these um week one at home to the eagles win a, a win win uh week two on the road at washington that is also an incredible win. Okay. Dan Campbell's turned the side around. Everyone's getting very excited. <laughs> Week three at home to the Minnesota Vikings. I think we will lose that one. Lose. Okay. And then next up, road game against the Seattle Seahawks. And that, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson are in disarray. And it is another win. Lions are three and one. Three and one. Wow, that's... When did I see that? That is a weak. That is a weak schedule, though. That's a yeah. pretty easy start. And then you got week five on the road against New England. That is going to be a lose. 
a loss. Mm-hmm. Week six, a bye week. So week seven on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. I think uh, we always... The, whenever we play the Cowboys, the referees are so biased. <laughs> Especially yeah, the playoff game. They, we basically lost the playoff game against them with a dodgy decision. Uh, I've never... Cowboys and Packers... I've seen some of the worst officiating decisions when we play them. Mm. So it will be a dodgy decision and we'll lose that. <laughs> um, okay, so that means now you're, um, I believe... Th- three and three. Four, three and three, that's right. Um, week eight against the Miami Dolphins at home. It's a re- rejuvenated Dolphins team. Cheetah. I think they might have probably found clicked by then, so... Do you know what? No, I won't go for a tie. I'll go for a loss. Okay. Week nine, at home to the Green Bay Packers. We're going to lose. Okay. Um, it's all gone It's all <laughs> gone off the rails here. Three and five now. <laughs> three, well, four, three losses. Three and one to three and five. It's not been a good um, run. Uh, next up, on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Do you know what? Depends on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm going to say we're going to win it, why not? Okay. Week 11 on the road to the Giants. The Giants, I think, there's so many teams. Like the whole NFC East is probably about the same level as the Lions, I think. So let's give us a win against the Giants. Okay. Uh, week 12, of course, Buffalo, Thanksgiving, as you know from the Bills podcast, a game I'm going to um, win, loss, or tie. I mean, the the Bills are going to smash us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, week 13, at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Beat the Jaguars? Come on! Six, six and six. six. Uh, next up, on the road to the Minnesota Vikings. Do you know what? I think we're going to beat them on the road as well. Okay. Um, week 15. Um, I think I got this wrong here. Oh, no, I'm right. Yeah, uh, New York Jets in week 15. Oh, let's say we beat the Jets. We're up to eight and six. Yes, not a bad start. Um, week 16 on the road to the Baker Mayfield led Carolina Panthers. We're going, we're nine and six. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, then Chicago Bears on the road. Do you know what? We've won all these games and then we'll do something stupid like lose to the Bears, I think. <laughs> Even though they're going to be terrible next year, I think yeah. we'll do something like that. It'll be one of those games where we've won loads and we'll just go, oh, I've lost to the... They'll have a fluke game against us. And then finally, week 18, at home to the Green Bay Packers. This will be the game to decide whether we're going to be in the playoffs or not. And we will lose that game. <laughs> in typical <laughs> Detroit Lions fashion. Love the optimism. Um, so that means you'll be nine and eight, which may make it to the playoff, but you may think may not be enough, depending on how it goes. Um, but before we do end the podcast, we'll give you a chance to promote, first of all, Pooman cards, but also your um, social media or all the likes. Oh, yes, it's a card game I invented in lockdown. I drew my computer just using the mouse pad, <laughs> which is a game for kids game. I'll just Google it and you'll see it's a fun kids game. Why not buy a pack? Um, my social media is Marit Larwood and I do, I also make videos myself on YouTube and I make lots of walking videos mm. 
yeah. I've got a website called um, Cool Dudes Walking Club, and there's a YouTube channel as well. I've just come back from walking around Guernsey. So if oh. you like some relaxing walking videos, why not subscribe? You're going to subscribe, right? Of course, I, of course I will, yeah. Now, now I know you do that. I knew you did the painting videos, but now I know you do walking videos. All four. Yes. And I'll try to avoid pooman.com. I'll make sure it's.co.uk. Yeah, don't go dot .com here. Enter a whole <laughs> world of uh, equipment-related um, nightmares. <laughs> but yeah, that has been the Lions podcast. So thank you, Marriott, for coming on and being a guest for the Lions preview. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And good luck, all American football fans. <laughs> yeah, good luck. If you got all the way through, we salute you. Thank you, Marek, and we'll see you guys for the next 